0: Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello everyone, it is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here with yet another episode of Radio Techers. And on this episode here, Mags and I talk a little bit more about uh, Project Big Picture, which we got to actually speak a little bit about with uh, Stephen on the last episode. Uh, So here we give a little bit more of an in-depth detailing as to what is Project Big Picture. Did it pass? Did it fail? What's the future of the Premier League looking like? Uh, Because there's a lot of very intense stuff going on involved in those negotiations to try and help the other leagues um, in England stay afloat. Along with that, Mags and I give you a little special extra treat here as we are going to also offer up our uh, starting 11 of the Premier League. So far, so we're trying to pick the best players, best ambitions, uh, standout performances, uh, and we're also picking out uh, our bench options and our manager of the Premier League so far. Uh, so a lot of good, fun stuff here. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else for that matter. Also, please subscribe to Shooting the Sports ish on YouTube, where you can actually see a video of this show in particular. Uh, so that is a lot of fun. Make sure to hit that uh, and uh, subscribe uh, wherever you're, uh, or subscribe rather, onto YouTube. Um, make sure to hit the like button as well as the bell for notifications and all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers. That's spelled R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Welcome to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as, al- as always, as always, as always, with me here, the busiest man in all of podcasting, the one, the only, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today?
1: As, as always, I'm <laughs> very well.
0: Thank you, Mags. I appreciate that. Goodness. I I just got off work. I can barely talk. And we've got a lot to talk about, ironically enough, so we, we, we yes. best get to it. Um, probably the first thing, first and foremost, that we need to actually cover here today is we need to talk about all of this big mess here with uh, Project Big Picture and mm-hmm. kind of everything that's been going on in the Premier League since then. Um, the news came out today that Project Big Picture was um, unanimous, unanimously voted against by all 20 Premier League clubs uh mags tell me what project big picture actually is and why people should care about it
1: um so project big picture was a was a scheme that was put in put forward by um by the liverpool um and man united and then in in a in smaller cases by city and arsenal to to reform the the way that the premier league uh league sets out and the the key points of, of the the proposal was that the Premier League will be reduced by two teams to, to the eighteen, that the the EFL Cup or now known as the Carabao Cup and the Community Shield will get scrapped. Uh, there will be a change in the in the voting uh, principle on on rules and then and, and kind of policies for the for the premier league uh, right now each club gets an equal vote uh, that would have that would have changed and the the big six and the the three longest serving um clubs so essentially there will be a big nine of uh, teams that would have more uh stroke than the rest of the league um Those clubs would have been, obviously, Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, United, City, Southampton, Tottenham and West Ham. Now, the the issue there would have been that only six of those nine would need to vote for any kind of major changes in in, uh, policy and it would pass, which would basically mean the rest of the, the, the 12 other clubs would, would be essentially toothless, uh, that they wouldn't have uh, the power to, to go against the, the, the big six uh what was proposed that was that the uh, premier league would uh give a 250 million pound payment to the efl plus a 100 million uh pound payment uh to the football association kind of as a sweetener uh and uh kind of as like um a way to to help a lot of clubs who are struggling in this time uh yeah. we're having no fans it's it's The the revenues are absolutely through the floor, and clubs are very, very desperate. So this would have been, um, it would have been graciously accepted by a lot of the clubs. And I think that was that for me is the biggest issue uh, in this whole whole, uh, big picture uh, setup. It was that it felt like the clubs were being bribed to kind of give away uh, future revenue and future opportunities to, to get their team into the into the big league uh and yeah it just it just smacked of uh of kind of abusing these clubs when they're at the lowest point just so the the big six uh, or the big nine could make huge amounts of profits in the future now um
0: yeah go ahead well, i'm sorry <laughs>
1: I was just going to say the the the, the other financial uh, incentive was going to be that twenty five percent of the Premier League's annual revenue uh, would be going to the to the the lower league clubs, uh, which would have been up from I think four uh, percent as the deal is currently now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which it's to be fair, that as as a lower league club struggling for money, that sounds like uh, it sounds like something that you would be happy to take. It's only when you de- uh, delve deep into the the facts and the figures behind why these clubs are willing to pony up so much money you understand that it's not really for the for the for the lower clubs benefit
0: well yeah and and I definitely get that and i i think that's um Well, this this is probably where maybe I should clarify a little bit of something here too, because on on the most recent episode that we have with uh, had with Mister Stephen Grudy, my my other co host, um, one thing that we had discussed is that I personally thought that this was a decent enough deal, right? Um, because it does while it does consolidate power. Right within the clubs that, um, unfortunately, um, that that, that have uh, already have a lot of power <laughs> themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, basically, it's um, what's, what's the right way of saying this? Uh, it, it would give so much other funding and, and so much other monies to other other things right like there would be revenues for the the lower clubs but also one of the things that i found to be really a great proponent is that it would give funding for the the women's league right a lot of funding Mm -hmm. which is uh somewhat unprecedented and you don't really have these kind of votes all that much and i think that that's a that's a great thing because i think you and i can both uh truthfully admit to (laughs) to each other and to the world um the pay structure there between between genders is not uh It's not the best, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I I think the the women's game deserves just as much attention as the men's game, to be quite frank with you. And uh, there's been a lot of disparity there. Now, there's obviously concerns. And I think that maybe one big thing that um, is perhaps missing from the equation is maybe two things from from my perspective. Uh, We are talking about uh, two big clubs, Manchester United and Liverpool. Who are traditionally um, good about trying to have their way about things, um, and, and like you, you, when when you're in that kind of position, I think that you want to go and propose something and get try and get everything that you would ideally want out of a deal, right? I I think that's the first the first step in negotiating. So that's what that's what Manchester United and Liverpool essentially did was they 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 offered up a very very Decent deal, I think, in their mind. Um, But obviously, there is that huge thing about the power structure and and how they would be consolidating a ton of power between them, between Tottenham, Arsenal, City, Chelsea. You know, the the big six, essentially. Um, But I think there's also, and, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit more, there's also, I think, a very much a different cultural mindset. We're talking about two groups of American predominant bit like businessmen like they're, they're these aren't people that that um, that have cared for the club all their lives these are not people local to Manchester or Liverpool uh, particularly these are people that are businessmen from a whole entire another country uh, that that's separated between them and an ocean right um, mm-hmm. that separating th- them with an ocean um, so so I, I don't think that they really went into the negotiation with the interest of all of the clubs and the country in mind first
1: no you're right and and at the end of the day, these are big businesses now uh we uh as british football fans have a very kind of um we we're, we're emotionally invested in our, in our clubs uh as i was saying to you uh bef- just before we started recording football has is, is always been like, like a a lower class kind of sport not not in terms of uh of it not being as good as other sports but more in terms of after a, a hard working day or a hard working week uh a lot of a lot of people just want to go and watch the football and they they, they see football as not not as a business it's it's as a as as entertainment and uh, a lot of the the owners uh especially coming from from uh, your side of the pond is it, it, it's very business orientated uh and I, I understand that they want to make money. I, I totally get that. But it's making money off the, the passion of fans and that's that's where I, it kind of like doesn't hit home with, with uh with people like me. And yeah. it's 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 just it just felt very much like um this this proposal was, was it was just to to benefit from the clubs that are suffering now by offering something small. Now, knowing full well that the, the big money that is coming in the future would be would be swallowed up by by the big six. I mean, uh, a couple of uh, the the kind of hidden features of this uh, of this proposal was was things like um, clubs uh, having the right to to uh, sell eight of their own home games. Uh, uh, to the to the fans directly, which totally cuts out uh, the the deal with BT Sports or with with Sky Sports. Uh, Now we spoke um, on on Radio Techers quite quite a number of times of how no um, nobody gets BT Sports or nobody gets uh, on your side Peacock to watch Burnley Mm. versus. Versus Villa, to get it to watch Chelsea, to get it to watch Manchester United, they get it to watch Liverpool, so the, the the eight games that that these big clubs have to sell are going to be vastly worth more than the eight games that that Fulham have got to sell. So it was just, it just it seemed like it was like like you said you hit the nail right on the head. It's it just seemed like a massive power grab, and then yeah. the uh, the 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 six uh, voting uh, structure just it just it, it meant that any time that the that these clubs see fit they could break away. If the if the big six felt like they could make more money in a massive super league, uh they could vote that they could break away and there would be nothing that the rest of the clubs could do about it. It's it just it's just a power grab. Like you said, it's plain and simple power grab. Uh and I'm I'm glad that football saw sense uh and and shot this down. Um and it's interesting that the guy, kind of coming out and backing it, the the head of the EFL, who should be um, looking after the 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 futures of uh, of the the clubs underneath the Premier League, the uh, the centre two clubs underneath the Premier League, uh, Rick Parra, he was the one who was championing this, uh, and it seemed very very short-sighted. But then if you remember Rick Parry from uh, his time as uh, the first ever chief executive of the the Premier League, he was the the one in charge when the Premier League broke away from the EFL. Uh, So Mm. he hasn't exactly had the best uh, of intentions towards football. Um, And he's just someone who I'd just like to just punch in the face till I could feel bones crunching.
0: Well, and he wasn't exactly the best lead singer for Foreigner either, right? Or, or Journey, <laughs> one of those bands, didn't he? No, I'm just kidding. He's not. He's not Steve Perry. If it's him people. as well,
1: he definitely deserves a punch in the throat. Well, <laughs>
0: fair enough. Um, now, so so um, to sum to, to, to summarize everything here, because we've talked about a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, Project Big Picture is essentially it's not dead. Right. It was certainly voted against. So, I mean, is this the end of Project Big Picture? Um, according to The Athletic, and, and maybe sources inside here, um, not necessarily. Uh, this, uh, this article goes on to say, well, Project Big Picture has been turned down as a whole, The Athletic understands that the individual proposals may still be revisited. It was always likely to be the case that clubs would reject mm-hmm. the deal outright and want to examine the deals uh, further. Now there was a proposal today that was passed, I believe that would that would offer. I think it was what was it? It was fifty million dollars, uh, fifty million pounds in, in in funding currently, as as it as it currently stands. But there were there wasn't any kind of like extra package incentives that I could find. Am I understanding that right, Mags?
1: Yeah, that's right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so that's so that's a good first step. I I do think that uh, other these other projects here that uh, I think those could really use funding still, uh, especially uh, the women's game. I definitely want to see that uh, uh, that that funding increase. So I think that there is there is a lot of heart in these proposals. Still, it's just a matter of can we find the best deal possible without there mm-hmm. being a consolidation of power? And maybe that's where yeah. and that's where I want to kind of retract where where I was coming from last week, or, or maybe clarify, uh, I mean, yes, the consolidation of power is maybe not such a good idea, uh, especially when it's, when we're talking about, uh, something as delicate as, um, one, one vote, one, one team, one vote, and, and, and everybody having an equal say in the league, um, but yeah I, I think that there's a lot of these things that we should definitely reconsider here too um,
1: yeah absolutely and the 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 wording is what uh is what kind of ruined this for me because you like you said there's a lot of good actually in this in this uh in in this proposal the the women's uh the women's uh Premier League it it desperately needs that kind of backing. The yeah. fact that uh uh a rise from four percent to twenty-five percent uh, share of, of the TV revenues, that's great for the little league clubs. It's just it, it's just giving away that that power for for that rise. It's it's very, very short sighted. It's like a very short term game, but long term, huge, huge losses.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking here, too. And I just lost you. Oh, there you are. Welcome back, Mags. I lost you for just a brief moment. Um, so um, let me see here. Um, so I, I guess that's that's kind of where we are as prior as Project Big Picture is concerned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I do agree with some of these proposals here. I even agree with the fact that we should go down to 18 teams. I really do. I really do like that idea. <laughs>
1: it would bring us in line with the rest of Europe, which absolutely makes sense. Um, it's just, you would have to have a season where, um, where five teams went down and only three came up. Yeah. Yeah. Which would make it interesting. And I think then Burnley would be absolutely screwed.
0: Oh, well maybe, <laughs> maybe we should wait on that for a little bit, just to make sure that um, we can wait for a uh, new Saudi ownership for Burnley to come through. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But but this episode is not all about project big picture. We're talking about an even bigger picture here, mags. We're talking about the <laughs> biggest picture possible, and that is what is the best Premier League starting 11 so far. Yes. We're, we're 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 very early here, but uh a lot's changed, a lot's happened here in these early days of the Premier League season, mags. Um, you and I have talked about, okay, well, now since we're doing this international, you know, friendly break, what is the best starting 11 that we could possibly pick out from the first run of games that we've seen here thus far? And we've seen a lot of good play. We've seen a lot of good goals. I think even you and I are going to come to an agreement on some of these players, a lot of these players, perhaps. Possibly. Possibly. We're also going to do a five man bench, five, five man bench. My hands are huge uh, on
1: this camera. I've five. got to drop one. I've actually got six on our bench, and I oh, just I realized, it, so I've got to drop someone. we I'll, i only dropped five. <laughs> I know. And That was my idea as well. <laughs> <laughs> And and the the idea that I brought here to the
0: project, even bigger picture uh for this, uh starting eleven um uh, is uh we would also pick out a manager, the manager of the Premier League thus far. Um
1: so think of this as Fever ultimate team, but without being charged fifty dollars <laughs> per per icon M- player.
0: Multiple microtransactions. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so Mags, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start on the benches? Do you want to start with goalkeeper? I'll, I'll let you decide since, since you are, uh,
1: I think we should go through the first 11, uh, one by one. And then, okay. uh, then the, the bench is kind of like the honorable mentions, aren't they? So Right. Um, do you want me to go first? I'm happy to, to, to yes, go please. first.
0: Go first. Are we starting at goalkeeper or where, where, what position do yeah. you want to start in? Goalkeeper. I'm going
1: to start with goalkeeper, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I've actually gone for a formation as well. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: Fantastic. I have two. Uh,
1: so I'm going with uh, four at the back, two wing backs, uh, a CDM to kind of help strengthen the defense when they're on the back foot, Uh two mids, one as a, a dlp uh and one more forward to kind of add another a, attacking option uh, and then the front free uh pretty much fluid uh in terms of that like, positioning um each one of them could serve as a target man and and the other two could switch uh, as and when um but for goalkeeper
0: so you're doing a four-three-three. i just want to make sure i'm counting that right
1: yeah Okay.
0: <laughs> when you said DLP, you lost me. So I was like, what was that? All oh, right,
1: like a, d- a deep line playmaker.
0: Oh, okay, so so some proper number eights then. Or mm-hmm. or, or
1: a six. A a, 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 six. A, a a six and a half. Maybe seven on a good day. Maybe seven on a
0: Okay, so let's let's start with goalkeeper then, because I think I think that's okay. where both you and I can agree that we, we should start this.
1: So uh, I used uh, I used the, the PremierLeague.com stats for a lot of my picks, and I also used InfoGoal. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So the keeper I've gone with uh, is uh, is the highest ranked in claiming the balls from high crossers. He's, uh, he's the number one in saves made. He's made 20 total saves and number one in uh, punches that have cleared. Uh, I've gone with. Uh, Carl Darlow from Newcastle.
0: Wow. Okay. That's that's uh, not a bad option here. Um, see, what's very interesting here, Mags, I'm usually the stats guy, and I'm completely going this based off of feel and how I feel about what I've seen yeah, with I've, the naked I've eye done, on players.
1: I've done that with a lot of the players. It's just uh, I've also kind of like mixed it up with, with some stats as well. Uh, okay. there's, there's players who, on paper, and my team... You pr- they probably wouldn't have gotten in, in this in the side if you if you just took a statistical uh, approach yeah. to it but but sometimes you just you can't really measure uh what a, a player gives to a team in in data so um but the first one is definitely a very statistical choice uh, I think Darlo's just made a great uh start to the season he kept a clean sheet against West Ham um, he is is been outstanding for me. So, especially mm-hmm. with a with a, a team as with a defense as as weak as uh, as Newcastle, the fact that he has pulled off twenty saves in four games is phenomenal. So, yeah, I've gone with Darlow.
0: Okay, well, th- that's a solid pick, man. That's a solid pick. I, you were going to answer my question. I was going to ask you what brought you to picking him. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I like that pick. Um, let's take a look here. Um, so for my pick, it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, I, I, actually, um, I, I like my pick a lot really, to be quite honest with you. I really do. Um, and it's actually a bit surprising to me because I, I thought, um, for a long time, probably most about the goalkeeper position. Cause I really didn't know who I wanted. Um, uh, I could be, um, I I wanted to build my team based off of a team that would actually flow and function effectively and also one that would be managed by the manager who I will pick out later effectively. Um I could I I could be a bleeding heart and pick out Alisson but I didn't. Um I could have picked out um I, I could have been. Uh, I could have picked up Brent Leno, but I didn't. I could have picked out uh, the statistical best one, uh, the, the, the gentleman from Newcastle that you picked, but I didn't. Uh, the man who I picked actually has been in very, very good form for quite some time. Uh, I've been really impressed, and considering that he went from a place of relative obscurity to actually really making a big name for himself and getting him, him a, a big transfer this uh, window, um, I couldn't have picked someone better than Amy Martinez from uh from Aston Villa. I think that he's he's got size, he's got athleticism and he was a very much a proper keeper. He's he faced Liverpool on a number of occasions and saved both um you know Aston Villa and Arsenal on multiple occasions from from uh scary attacks. Um and sometimes probably the most comforting person that you could put in between the sticks for either of those teams. So Emmy Martinez is my goal, my goalkeeper pick.
1: Yep, it's a great pick, um, uh, and, and just to let you know, I've got him on my bench. Uh, ah! Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, two clean sheets in in his three Premier League games, which is uh, a joint record. Uh, yeah, oh, there's only Salah who scored against him this season. It's a, a great pick, and it's a shock that that. Uh, Arsenal let him go. I can't believe that they let him go because he's he's been absolutely outstanding. One of the the major reasons why Villa are doing so well this season.
0: I would have I would have sold Burnt Leno and kept Matt, uh, Martinez to be quite honest. Absolutely, with you. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where we might diverge here. Are, are we going to right back through centre backs to left back? Is that where you want to go?
1: I've my uh, next pick is uh, my right wing back.
0: Okay, you're right, wing back. Okay,
1: okay. So the one I've gone for is uh, third in uh, crosses attempted. Uh, now, obviously, the the wing back is not going to be uh, defensively minded. Uh He's obviously going to be powering forward to 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 uh, create chances. So that's that's kind of what I've looked at in in terms of uh, stats. So uh, being the third best uh, crossers is. Absolutely vital. Nan nan, think corners taken. Uh he still puts in the work defensively because he's uh he's top ten in interceptions, got a seventy-five percent tackle uh, uh success rate. Um wow. he's recovered the ball thirty one times, averages about sixty passes a game. Uh, I've gone for Trent Alexander Arnold.
0: Wow, wow, okay. No, yeah. No, that's great. Um I actually have him on my bench. Uh um, Uh no, so um is again is, is your pick just simply statistically driven based on that? I mean cuz Trent Alexander-Arnold adds a lot to your team yeah. uh, no, no mean, matter who you are.
1: It's it is I mean he was always the the one who I had in mind for that position. Yeah. Uh, the sticks just kind of rub, uh the stats just kind of rubber stamped it the fact that he's he's not only one of the best players to to watch from from uh the wing back position but the fact that the stats prove that that that's true it, it was almost one of the easiest picks for me from our team uh probably only only out Dunbar is a uh, is is left wing back uh compatriot which we'll get to very soon
0: yes we will um and again because i didn't want to be Mr. Bias, because I'm always talking about Liverpool. I didn't put uh, either one of those gentlemen on my starting lineup uh, just because what? I wanted to give myself a challenge. I, I really did want to give myself a challenge. Okay, Now, um, my pick actually came down really close between two individuals at the right back spot. Maybe I should also clarify, too. I am also running a 4-3-3 formation with four at the back, one defensive holding midfielder, two number eights, and then two wingers and a striker up at the top. (laughs) Um, So my pick came down between two gentlemen, one of which was Steven's favorite player uh, in the Premier League thus far, and the other one being this gentleman who I've actually gone ahead and picked instead. Um, I feel very comfortable with this uh, this guy coming up through here, and there's actually a lot, um, I think a lot of... um, similarities with uh, him and Trent Alexander-Arnold, to be quite honest with you. Um, I would say this one is perhaps more defensive-minded, but he can still sprint up the wings, and that's what I really want out of my, uh, my fullback situation right now, is I want to have two fullbacks who can race up the wings and also create plays and, and, and commit to crosses. I will say Trent Alexander-Arnold is on my bench, and I will get to that later, um, because I wanted to make sure that I had someone who could be in there for free kicks, Um, but uh, the gentleman who I've gone with is actually, uh, uh, let me see here. I had his name just a moment ago. Let me see here. Reese James.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've gone with him um, you know, he's he's very much still starting uh, he's he's very much still early days in his career but I've been actually very impressed with what he has been able to commit to with Chelsea thus far he's got a lot of promise I've liked what I've seen in his abilities here um, so yeah, Reese James he is, uh, I, I think that he is the, the perfect answer to Trent
1: Alexander-Arnold at the right back position it's a pick that I didn't even contemplate because I felt that he hasn't had the best of starts this season. Mm. Uh he was he was at fault for a couple of uh, a couple of goals uh, when Chelsea got absolutely uh whooped. Uh he's, his man marking was non existent, but he's still young and he's still uh there's still definitely potential there. Uh but yeah, he didn't he didn't even he didn't even enter my thoughts. So right. yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, no, my my other pick was gonna be Lamptey. Because um, I, I, I felt as though he was also, between him, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Rhys James, I think they're all very good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree with you. The, the moments that, that Rhys James has had lapses, yes, um, I, I would say that uh, those are very important, right? Um, those are also learning experiences, though. Um, and what I have seen of of Reese James, where he's done very well, uh, where he's 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 done the right thing, he's done very very well. Um, so yeah, I, I I like that pick personally. Yeah, it's a great pick. It's fine. Sure. It's okay. It's not the best pick, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's oh, really there's two really plays
1: cool. in, and I'm already shitting on your team. Yeah, I I know. That's
0: me. R- really, no. I mean, let's be honest though. You you picked out the correct right back.
1: Yeah, like I said, you, you wanted to give yourself a challenge and uh Reese James defensively will give you a big we'll challenge. Provide me with a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. You're right. I'm I'm gonna switch now to uh my left wing backer. I've kind okay. of like telegraphed who he's gonna be. Uh but yeah, this guy's the the number two in uh, corners taken with 20. Uh, number one in crosses by a long, long way with 44. Uh, the first in uh, actual touches of the ball. Scored once. Assisted once. 100% tackle rate. Retrieved the ball. Uh, I mean, recovered the ball 23 times in in, in four games. It's uh, Andrew Robertson.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's it's a no-brainer. Um Trent Alexander Arnold and um, uh, you know old Andy Robertson. He they, they are the best. Uh, they are the best fullbacks in the game right now. Yeah, I mean the truth. The,
1: the, the, there was options for, for for right wing back and the, but I think for left wing back there was nobody that came close to Robertson for me. He's just head and shoulders above everybody else in that position the tracking back the chances he made i mean he's he, he, there was a record that he, he'd been a part of the last seven of the last eight goals that Liverpool have scored it's just for never, for a left wing back to to be that crucial to a team and i think it would be, it would be very remiss for me to not pick him
0: yeah i mean i would be remiss if you didn't pick him I'd be upset personally. Um, but yeah. Um I think these are these are very solid picks here, Mags. Um and uh like I said, I'm trying to challenge myself and not pick Liverpool players. Uh but I'm glad that you picked them because I already like your team more than I like my team. Um No. Um so I'm trying to go again as as similar as I can uh, or, or at least try and find similar skill sets with like what I would find with a with a Liverpool team. And I think with this next young man that I uh, that I'm going to put at left back, um, even though it's maybe not his traditional um, position, he has played here before and he's actually excelled. And I think he does really, really well. He could he could certainly overlap uh, in the midfield and and go up the wings himself. So for my next pick, I'm actually going with Saka from uh, from Arsenal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Again, I'm I'm going for promise, for youth, and for promise here. Um, he he's just performed very very well. He's he's one of uh, Arsenal's rising talents. I could certainly see him being um, certainly a, a very good left sided midfielder or even left winger for the future. But I think right now with what they're doing here, they're kind of playing him in more of a defensive sided role, but they're also allowing him to go upwards. Quite often, quite frequently. So, um, I I do like also the defense that he provides when he does provide it. But again, my mm-hmm. my my thinking here is that I'm not using, I'm not picking out fullbacks for defense. I'm picking out um, fullbacks for attack. So I'm going with Sasha yeah. at left back.
1: Another great pick. I think uh, you your you, your squad seems to be very um, potential heavy. Uh, the fact that the, there could be huge stars uh, i think one thing that uh, that i like about saka is is very composed when he's on the ball for someone so young uh he is very confident in his own skill so yeah it's I, I really i rate that pick
0: well and don't have have any fear because i'm about to put some some old heads into the into the, the <laughs> squad so yes there is potential but i'm also adding some experience to that too but i'm excited right, to know what you're going to do next do you want to pick uh, fullback, uh, not fullbacks. Uh, center backs together. Like, do you want to have like, do you want to pick both center backs in one
1: in one slot? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, okay. so the center backs was was probably the hardest position for me to fill because, as we've seen this league, it's been an absolute madness, and there's been goals flying in left, right, and center. There's been uh penalties, uh, more penalties than we've had in in total seasons in in the first four weeks. Uh, So there's not really been a lot of central uh, defenders that have have kind of stood up and and, and, and shown their qualities. But I've gone for two uh, that have impressed me. Mm. Um, so the first one is uh fifth in the number of blocks, second in the number of interceptions, uh, third in headed clearances, has a hundred percent tackle rate, which for a centre back is something that that you desperately, desperately need. Uh, wins 76% of his uh one-on-one duels, but he can also spray the ball uh out out uh onto the wings because he's had 10 uh accurate long balls. I've gone for Yeri Mina from Everton
0: oh ah, okay okay
1: and then to partner him uh someone who i actually gave a lot of stick in the in the first uh uh premier League review episode we did because i, f- I think that he kind of struggled in his debut but since then he's He's really turned up the quality. So he's the he's the leader in last-man tackles. He has a 63% uh, tackle success rate. He, he's won 27 one-on-one duels, uh, and he, he even sprays the ball better than Mina because he's got 12 accurate long balls. Uh, I've gone for Leeds, Robin Cock.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. These are interesting picks here, Mags. I really do like them. I really, I really do like the the pick of Yeremina. Um, yeah, no, and then and then uh, cock. Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 fun. It's a fun pick. You know, it's a fun word. Um, you know, uh, but no, such you're...
1: a child.
0: <laughs> no, but. <clears throat> I agree with you. He has played very very well since the Liverpool game. I mean, he's he's been at the heart of of Leeds and I think that uh, replacing Ben White was never going to be an easy task, but I mm-hmm. think that he's he's performed admirably. Um yeah. admirably? Admirably. There you go. Um words. Um for my center back picks, it's interesting because I actually um we actually share a pick. Um. So, uh, yeah, we share a pick together. Wow. Um. So I, I, I also went with Yerry Mina, uh, oh, because he's just been solid. He's been so so good for Spurs. I think. Um. Not not Spurs, Everton. I'm sorry. Everton. I'm thinking of the wrong team. Um. I was I was thinking of I was thinking of the wrong center back. Yeah. No. Um. For Everton. So I'm picking out Yerry Mina. He's been very very good. Um but then I would be remiss if I didn't pick out who is quite clearly head and shoulders, been the best center back in the premier league for, for the last few years. Uh, so I'm pairing Yuri Mina with, um, uh, Virgil van Dyke in, in, in center back position. So you've, you've got to go past two beefy monsters to get to, to get to Emmy Martinez there in goal.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. And I've got Van Dyke on, on my bench, uh, he's another one who who statistically is just phenomenal, Uh, 100%. Uh, tackle win percentage, uh, is second in total passes in the whole league. And this is a centre-back we're talking about, with yeah. uh, 340 passes, 90% pass accuracy. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 27 accurate long balls. And he also holds the record for the most passes in uh, one half of a game with 117. Yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal player. Yeah. Uh, it just... hes had, The reason why he only made my bench is because... When he goes asleep, it affects Liverpool so much uh, that he kind Mm -hmm. of dictates so much of that defence that when he's not on his game, Liverpool are not on the game.
0: Yep, no, I, I completely agree. And and uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, you are 100% true. Um, it, it's, I think it's just as much as he has to, when he does fall asleep and then he realizes that he has to clean up all the rest of the work because the whole rest of the defense. Like, you, you can't... I don't want to say you can't trust Joe Gomez, but he does. He's not experienced enough to where you can depend on him to to be awake when when Big Verge needs to take a nap. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I paired Mina and uh, Van Dyke in the middle of, uh, of the field. Um, you know, because I, I wanted to add some some steel there. Uh, so yeah, you and I share a pick. Um,
1: mm, interesting. Interesting. Um, so I'm gonna now go on to my. Um a uh, defensive midfielder. Okay. Um, and I've gone for Calvin Phillips from Leeds, uh, another Leeds guy. Um, the reason why wow. I've gone for him is because he's uh, he gives you everything that you need from uh, a central defensive midfielder. Now, ordinarily, I would have probably picked someone like Fabinho or maybe even uh, Thiago in this position. But I don't we haven't seen enough of Tiago to to warrant that. And I think Fabinho has been kind of stuck uh in 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 the center of the defense, kind of like uh filling a role that is not necessarily his natural position. So uh, I've gone for Phillips because his performances have been phenomenal. He's uh, the third uh in tackles, which for a a defensive midfielder is phenomenal, recovers the ball 31 times, he's uh he wins pretty much every duel that he that he's in uh, in in terms of one on ones. He's had 28 successful ones so far, and the fact that he's forced his way into the England setup on on the performances he's had with a a, a, a team like Leeds, who are not exactly um, known for their kind of fluid uh, football, it's yeah, it's just a testament to how good of a player he really is. So I've gone for for Calvin Phillips at, at CDM.
0: You've really surprised me with that pick because I thought we were going to share this next pick as well. But, um, but no, I, I, I really like the pick of Phillips. He's really um, kind of like Cock like, 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 uh, like in your, um, in, in your uh, center back position there. I'm sorry, I had to. Um, he, he, I think that, that uh, Mr. Phillips pr- provides a lot of the, the steel in the spine for Leeds. I think that's that's really what kind of um, makes them so good. Like they were able to stand up to a team, uh, to teams like City and Liverpool because of contributions from from guys like Phillips. And so I I really really do like that pick.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank um, you very much.
0: What I'm concerned with is that you missed out on this gentleman, and we have been singing his praises all season long, and it was going to be very clear. This is actually the easiest position for me to pick, to be quite honest with you um, for, for um, center defensive mid uh, right there at the base of the midfield uh, to help screen for the center backs. I picked out somebody who can do, who has no problem doing dirty work, who has no problem getting involved, but he can also spray those passes every which direction. Um, he's just arrived from Napoli. I had to pick Allen from Everton.
1: It's a great pick. Yeah. It's such a good pick that, He's actually my next pick. <laughs> I couldn't, I
0: couldn't get one. I couldn't get one away from you. Okay, fair enough.
1: No, I'm, I, you're right. It, it probably is better suited for that uh, that CDM role. Uh, mm. But what I've been impressed with more with Alan is is the way he dictates the game. Uh, so I felt mm. that that him being in the in the dead center of the park. Uh, being that that kind of playmaker, uh, not so much having to rely on 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 him defensively, but more just for him to to dictate the game. Yeah. Um, so I've gone for him in in the the kind of that like, um, number six position almost. Uh, I mean, if you look at his stats on on Infogol and on the Premier League uh, stats page, his is his stats are ordinary they don't stand out in terms of like what he does uh in 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 terms of measurable data but i kind of like how we've spoke about tiago and how he gives the whole league a lift i think uh what what alan brings to everton you just can't measure it in numbers and figures he brings a a confidence in the in the whole club. Uh, the defence know that he's going to win the ball and he's going to be there to support them when they're under pressure. And then the forward line know that they don't necessarily have to go chasing the ball. They can find space and they can look for runs. And they know full well that Allen is going to pick them out with 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 uh, that laser accurate passing. Um, so yeah, I've gone with Allen in in the the deep line playmaker role.
0: Okay, cool no that's 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 a good pick man i mean obviously he's he's great look i mean put him in whatever position you want to in the midfield he's Gold. great yeah <laughs> put yeah. him in goal. <laughs> yeah just put yeah well, no, well maybe he might he might work out there um, he's a little bit a little bit short on the short side for a goalkeeper but um yeah no I, I would say that anywhere that you put him in the midfield he's gonna be great um yeah so yeah i i love that pick um I actually, for for my pick here, uh, on um, on, I would I'll put him on the left side of the midfield uh, triangle there, um, uh, uh, kind of operating in a bit of a number eight, a little bit of a number ten. He's kind of a little bit of he he will play more advanced for me here in this position, uh, but. Um, Yeah, I'm picking out a teammate of Allen's and somebody who's going to tick that midfield along. He's somebody who, I mean, this would not be his position on the team sheet that you would see every uh, week for Everton. Um, But he this is certainly the role that he plays. He, He can swing anywhere, anywhere between the eight all the way to the 10 spot. Um, over through the wings, he he's involved in every little bit of orchestra, uh, orchestrated play that ever puts together, and that's going to be Jaimez Rodriguez. Certainly, one of the bargains of uh, the summer transfer window.
1: Yep, yeah, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. He's another one, um, that that kind of has lifted the whole league because of just how how talented he is. Uh, he didn't make my uh, first 11. Uh, just because of the kind of like the system that I'm playing and and the th- the three kind of attacking players I've got kind of picked themselves almost and he just he just missed out but he's definitely on my bench. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been instrumental in making Everton the, the current league leaders and and the force to be reckoned with that they are. And he's surprised me with his strength more than anything. The fact that he's uh, he's. He's had eleven tackles and and he, he's able to like bully people off the ball. Yeah, is is a phenomenal pick and and he like I said he just missed out on my on my squad.
0: Cool. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I I'm pretty satisfied with him being in my uh, in my roster. Uh, but who who else do you have in your midfield here, Mags? Because you, you've got we're we're about to wrap up the midfield and then we're heading over to attack. Um uh, so, who else do you have?
1: So my last midfielder, my kind of number ten, the uh, support to uh, the the front three, is um, someone who has been, he's been the the, the flag bearer for his club, um, absolutely unplayable on his day, um, scored three goals scored, uh, had three assists, he puts in the heavy-duty work with tackles, Uh, he wins the ball, he dictates the game for his club. Um, He absolutely took Liverpool to the woodshed very recently. Um, um, I'm going with Jack Grealish. (laughs)
0: Wow. Okay. No. Jack Grealish. Good pick. Uh, McGinn is really the guy who really. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah. Jack Grealish uh, would would be uh, is is a fantastic pick. Uh, He uh, between him and McGinn, they were. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with picking either of those gentlemen. But yeah, I would say Grealish was probably more so the 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 guy that uh, that really initiated a lot of uh, Aston Villa's play. And uh, yeah, they uh, he helped contribute greatly uh, to the beatdown of the reigning Premier League champions. Um, so yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid pick here, Mags.
1: I felt uh, that sticking your crow having to praise <laughs> Jack Grealish.
0: <laughs> well, I was about to do that to myself, but thank you for doing that. Because um, my next pick here is not necessarily a gentleman that I have rooted for um, a whole lot in the last few years um but i would be remiss if i didn't pick him in my midfield uh again this we're talking about a guy who even though maybe this isn't his his best premier league start ever he is the reason why this this team has uh why his club has ticked along in the way that they do and um and, and is really probably the only reason why they, they they do well uh on a week in week out uh, so far um which is surprising based on the amount of money that this club regularly spends every transfer window um. So this gentleman here would probably vie for the captaincy spot along with uh, Big Verge, uh, who is in my defense. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't pick uh, Kevin De Bruyne
1: in my midfield. Yeah, so another solid pick, and going off uh, off like, past seasons is is without a doubt. The best midfielder in the in the premier league it's just so, so good mm-hmm. i just don't think he's had such a good start to this season right um if if i were to pick i mean for context i've got no city players in my team but if i were to pick any it would have probably been sterling i think he's had such a bright start to the this premier uh premier league season mm-hmm. but yeah i can't fault can't fault you wanting uh the brain in your team is absolutely quality
0: well, and 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 I picked him not just because of what he was able to do in the past, but like if you look at what he d- and and this I I've, I've used this argument here on, on you know uh, with other picks that I've made, but if you look at what he's done so far, um like he's still stringing together the run of play. Like he he's involved mm-hmm. in literally every little aspect of it. So while I'm not using stats, I mean basically with the eye test that I've had here, he he's involved in every little bit of play. He he's always stringing together and building up uh, from the midfield and is providing with his team with opportunities. Again, they just have to take them, right? Uh, so yes, uh, is may not be the best start of his season so far, but again, I like what I've seen out of his ability to not only captain City but also, uh, be crucial to City. If 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 it weren't for him, they would probably be in the relegation zone by now, um, which would make me a happy boy. But Kevin De Bruyne is my pick for um for the midfield as well.
1: Great pick. That's um, fine. So, it's an okay pick. <laughs> you're so self uh, deprecating with your picks. <laughs> have pride in your team. The pride comes from from the owner of the club.
0: I, I, I am very proud of the team. I'm, I'm no I'm,
1: Tony Khan, your team. <laughs> I,
0: I, I am very proud of my team. I'm I'm just, uh, again, it's Kevin De Bruyne, the city. You know, I'm just like, I have to pick him, right? I have to. Um, But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to who you have up front because I this is the part of the of the show where I've statistically reviewed my strike okay mags before we were so rudely interrupted uh by uh my microphone hitting myself in the mouth uh and uh causing a weird technical issue um we were t- going to talk about attack, and this is where i know i've used uh, I've used a statistically driven method here for me um uh, but let's talk about what you've applied here as far as your your picks here for the midfield attack uh th- attack
1: yes sorry. <laughs> No problem. Um, yeah, I've I've gone for a, a very fluid uh, attacking lineup. Either one of my three uh, guys could uh, could take the lead uh, um, at any one time. They're all super talented in, in in terms of getting the ball into the goal, which is essentially what you want from your attackers. Um, I've also gone very statistically minded, mainly because. It, it it's all about the numbers when it comes to attack. It's all about the shots and the, and the goals. Um so first I'm gonna go with uh with Harry Kane. Uh wow. he's number one. Number one in assists with uh, six. He scored three goals in four games. He leads the the league in terms of shots and uh shots on target. He's uh created a total of ten uh chances for his for his teammates. He uh, assisted all of uh, Son's goals when uh, Spurs uh, whooped the living piss out of Southampton, um, <laughs> and then he also scored two and assisted one when they took uh, Man United behind the woodshed and gave him the old yellow treatment. So, yeah, first pick is uh, Harry Kane.
0: That's, uh, that's not a bad pick here. And you're putting him up top at, 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 at the striker position?
1: Like I said, all three of mine could, could easily slot into whichever position they are needing. But essentially, right. he, he would be the main target man.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, well, um, I'm glad that you did that. Um, uh, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. He's one of the best stri- strikers in the Premier League, obviously by by and large. Um, again, very interesting pick because he hasn't had like um he's had a good start to the season. Maybe not one of the most rip roaring starts to the season, but he's a, he's had a very good start to the season. Um, what's interesting with with Harry Kane, I think this time around is that he's added a lot more um, uh, maybe a lot more support to his game. He's he's, he's yeah. been a, an assist monster for Son. That um, that's
1: what nailed it for me. It wasn't the fact that he'd scored as many goals as, as the other picks I've got. It was the fact that he had that, that extra kind of that like string to his board that he can be the provider as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, those are, th- that's an amazing pick. Um, for for my target man, I, I went with uh, Calvert Lewin from Everton for a lot of the same reason. Um, but I, I did like his uh, obviously that he's I think joint top scorer at this point, uh, and he's an assist monster. I mean, how could I not go about picking him? Uh, so yeah, I went with Calvert Lewin, uh, excellent striker uh, from Everton. Mm-hmm. So he's he's my target man uh, this yeah. round.
1: That makes perfect sense, and, it, and it's why I've uh, got uh, Dominic calvert as, as my second striker. Uh, like I said, he's his joint top scorer with six, uh, fourth in the total amount of shots with 15, second with uh, the amount of shots on target uh, with nine, which is phenomenal. Considering where this, uh, this kid was last year, to uh, where he is now, he's just stepped his game up so superbly. Uh, he's got the most amount of header goals, which is exactly the kind of that like player that that Everton historically have had as their their main striker. But the thing, what, what really—I mean, it was it was a, almost like a, a given for being in 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 my side. But the thing that that really kind of solidified it was that he chips in defensively as well. He's uh, not afraid to to uh, add had some tackles. He's he's got four total clearances, interceptions, blocks. And then he scored on his England debut, which kind of like round off uh, the perfect start to a season for him. So, yeah, he's got to be in my team. So he, he he's in my, my front three.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, no, that's very good stuff. I, I love that pick. Um, what I did here was uh, next to uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, I've actually put Son from Tottenham. Uh, he's going to be on the left uh, side of uh, the Attacking Triumvirate, um, how could I not put him in there if he's also joint top scorer? Um, mm-hmm. He's been amazing, uh, just uh, so intelligent on the ball, too, on and off the ball. Um, and I think that's, that's what has actually uh, brought around a lot of his success is just how how intelligent of a player that he is and how he always finds himself in the right positions or doing the right thing. Like that goal that he scored against United where he was already making the run when Harry Kane picked him out and sent uh, and sent the yeah. ball in, the, in there for, for an assist. Um, just having that... Um, uh I I guess that awareness um is what had me pick him out uh to play on the left side for me.
1: Yep so another solid pick. Uh, he didn't make my first eleven. Uh and it was one of those uh those really hard uh to not pick him but I think the person who I picked for my last spot in my eleven kind of just top trumps uh, son in terms of um Consistency, more than anything, uh, he's been consistent with the the best attacking player in the Premier League for the last three years. Um, he's already got five goals this season. He's joint uh, top top. Uh, he's joint top of the the shots league. Um, he has a pass uh, completion range of of eighty two percent, which is quite shocking, really, because if you watch him play, it, it does look like. A very greedy kind of player, which as a forward, you should be greedy. You should be looking at uh, being the the one who puts the ball in the net. But he actually has has completed 158 passes out of 182, which is great work for a forward. He averages four and a half shots a game, uh, three dribbles a game. It's uh, the one and only Mohamed Salah.
0: Yes, and uh, once again, you and I have selected the same person in the same position. I completely agree with you 100%. Mo Salah deserves to be on the right wing. He is, yes, he can be a bit selfish, but yes, it does pay off because, again, he finds himself up near the top of the goal-scoring charts here. And if there's anybody that's been on fire for Liverpool consistently, it is Mo Salah. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm putting him also on the right wing's uh, position currently. Um I think we also mentioned uh, putting together a bench. Um, we did. <laughs> now, before we go over there, are there any picks of yours that you uh, would like second consideration for before you solidify your lineup?
1: No, I'm happy with my my first eleven. Okay. Uh, I think think not only just because they were the the standout players in in each position, but I I also. Ha- feel that they would work together as a team. They all kind of bring different kind of facets to to mm-hmm. the squad. Uh Yeah, I think this would be a, a league-winning team.
0: Mm, okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> Not to
1: blow my own trumpet or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: course. No, Um I actually have second consideration of something because based on something that you had said earlier. Um So I actually want to change my fullbacks. Uh, uh, now that I've given it more thought, I want I want there to be nicer flow. You see what I mean? Um, sure. I want there to be more consistency, more chemistry in the midfield, uh, not the midfield, uh, just in general. Um, so I, I am actually going to replace Reese James with Lamptey. It's uh, because, okay. uh, shout out to Steven. Uh, but also, yeah, I just love the way Lamptey attacks. Um, and then also Castania from um, uh, Leicester. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. put him at. I'm gonna put him at my left back position. So, so uh, just in total, there I've got Martinelli at uh, in goal, uh, Castagna in uh, at left back, uh, Big Verge as well as Mina at center back. I've got right back uh, with um, Lamptey. Uh Base of the midfield, we've got Allen. Uh, I've got uh, James Rodriguez and um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne playing the eight spot. Uh, both of them on either side of Allen. And then we've got Sun, Calvert-Lewin, and Salah up at the top for attack. And then Mags.
1: It's a a great team. Uh, I've gone for uh, Newcastle's Dolo in between the sticks. I've gone for uh, a right-wing back, uh, uh, Trent. I think that was... uh, Uh, a bankable pick Uh, Mm -hmm. left wing back there was no other option for me than Robertson, Uh, centre backs uh, is the place where I kind of struggle the most but I've gone for uh, Mina from Everton and Robin Cock from Leeds uh cdm i've differed uh, from tanner in terms of where i think alan fits into my squad i've gone for calvin phillips um and then i've gone for alan just a little bit in front being the the deep line playmaker uh then the the support to the attack is uh, jack Grealish. uh then my three fluid forwards are harry kane Dominic calvert lewin and Mo salah
0: again very good picks mags very good picks very good picks that's a round of applause. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we have a bench spot. I'll go ahead and let you pick your... You, you can go first. You pick your five bench players. I'll pick my five bench players. Okay. And you said that you had a sixth one.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I only just realized when I counted them that I've, I've picked one too many. Um, fair enough. <laughs> so... I mean, we've spoke about a couple of them already because uh, they, they're pretty much similar to the ones that you picked. But well, I've gone for uh, the sub-goalkeepers, uh, Emiliano Martinez. He's been absolutely outstanding this season. The fact that only more Salah's been able to score against him is just speaks volumes. Uh, defensively, I've gone for Van Dijk uh, just because you can't not have Van Dijk in a Premier League team. Uh, his pass accuracy is just disturbingly phenomenal for a, de- a defender. Uh Yeah, so he had to be in the team. Um, so that means I'm gonna have to drop either one of my two forwards or what my other defender. My other defender was gonna be Timothy uh Castagna. I think he had very big boots to fill, uh, in replacing Chilwell. Uh, and the fact that he came on, scored on his debut, has assisted twice, and that uh, and he's proved how strong of a, uh, a fullback he is. It's it's gonna be hard, but he's gonna be the person who's gonna miss out, unfortunately. I'm gonna be dropping him. Um, midfield wise i've gone with uh, a bit of an out of the box uh pick someone who i don't i don't think many people would have uh, contemplated but i've gone with uh yuri tielemans at leicester um i think he's been wow. incredible yeah i think he's been incredibly solid in terms of pass accuracy uh and the fact that he can uh he can he's won the majority of the tackles he's tried uh he's also accurate with his shots. He's, uh, the three shots he's taken have all been on target and he's got one goal uh, i think he just kind of adds a little bit of stability uh to the squad then forwards i've gone with son you couldn't not go with son joint top scorer 10 total shots seven on target that's just absolutely clinical uh 87 pass accuracy um i don't think he's 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 kind of uh as much of a supplier as he has been in previous seasons, but we're only four four games in, uh, and the fact that he's got six goals in four games is phenomenal. And it, if it wasn't for the likes of Salah and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin having such amazing starts to the season, he, he would have been a, a straight pick. And then the other one is, uh the last one is James Rodriguez. Uh, three goals in four games, 10 shots, two assists, uh, 87% pass completion, 11 tackles which is phenomenal for someone who, who i didn't think had that kind of strength and the fact that he's made everton just this massive force is just phenomenal uh potentially the the signing of the season uh yeah and he's just one of those kind of players that that gives the whole league a lift so yeah uh, rodriguez mm-hmm. definitely had to be on, on my bench
0: okay no that's those are those are excellent picks uh for sure um now, because I've been a good boy and I haven't picked a whole bunch of Liverpool players in my starting <laughs> You've lineup, got five I'm, go- I'm going to bench. play a bunch of Liverpool players <laughs> on my bench. Um, so Alisson, obviously, in goal. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, it, actually, um, yeah, I would say replacement goalkeeper. Um,
1: Adrian, he's a brilliant <laughs>
0: No, thank you. Uh, I appreciate the thought. Um, not even in my wildest dreams um, would I put would I put the replacement goalkeeper like that. Um, let's see here. Who's who's been good in goal? I didn't even think about a uh, about a substitute goalkeeper, Megs, until you. You don't have to have about... one
1: I, if you if yeah. you've got five other subs, go for them.
0: Yeah, maybe I trust Martinez to be. Uh... Uh, To be there in a bit of maybe in a bit of cruel irony, I'll put burnt Leno on my bench for subs just because (laughs) he needs to be there. Um, So I'll put burnt Leno there um, on my bench uh, at um, for defense. Um, Let's see here. I'll put. um, Let's see. Hmm. Maybe I might put in um, Davidson from Tottenham. I like I like him a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that he's a very, very good defender. I think he would work well with either Yerry Mina or uh, Virgil Van Dyke. Um, either or, um, I think that they would be good together. Um, I'm going to put in Thiago um, uh, in my midfield, and uh, for fullbacks, I'm actually going to add Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. Uh, so um, yeah, that'll be that'll be my five. Um, Da, 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 da. Do I want to make any changes to that?
1: Nah, I'll be good.
0: You you made, you did five, not six, right?
1: Yeah, I dropped Castagna.
0: Okay, okay. Fair enough, then.
1: I mean, All if right. you want to six, one, I'll happily put Castagna back in my team.
0: Yeah, go ahead and put you,
1: Castagna back in. Because you do look in. like you're, you're missing like a, a goal threat in case yeah. your front, front line-up don't, don't perform.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do because I know I know Tiago can take care of midfield pretty much anywhere that you put him. Um, so you can have Castagna back in your lineup uh, for bench. So we'll add that uh, that sixth spot in there, and uh, I'll put in uh, Sadio Mane.
1: Mm. Yeah, I expected nothing less. <laughs>
0: well then um i told you i had to be good for a reason so i'm being very good for a very good reason no um,
1: it, it, the, the the stats justify it It really it's just phenomenal Um uh, and just keeping ordering this season was a, a massive coup for for liverpool anyway so yeah it's a it's a, a solid pick he definitely would add add something to that team
0: exactly exactly um so I guess this this brings us to uh, the the moment of truth here. Who do you put in as manager, Mags?
1: Oh, now this I I honestly changed my mind about five times. Um, firstly, I was looking at Arteta. I think the 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 work he's done at Arsenal has been uh, phenomenal. Uh, going from a team who, who was pretty much spanless to now being. Uh, Fairly rock solid, and, and getting Abamyang to sign a new deal was great work. Um, I was gonna maybe plump for Brendan Rodgers. Uh, I think at, at, at Leicester, he's done really well. Um, I was also tempted by the obvious one, uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, he's what he's done at Everton. It's just, it's amazing. He's, he's made them become potential league challengers which is something that Everton fans could only dream of uh then the last one I was tempted with is Bielsa uh I I stand that guy I think the the way (laughs) he brings I mean he's very unorthodox he rubs a lot of clubs up the wrong way with the way he kind of like uh looks at at, uh at their training facilities and and produces these massive documents on how to play against clubs. But I love the statistical and the scientific way he approaches a game and the way that he doesn't sign players because of name value. He signs players for what they bring to to his way of playing. And I just love that refreshing kind of mindset. But I've actually gone for Dean Smith from from Villa.
0: Wow. Now, Okay. The
1: reason why is because Villa were dead and buried last season. Uh, they survived by the skin of the teeth. And whilst a lot of clubs have had really good transfer windows, I, I think Villa have have transformed uh, the club. Uh, the fact that they were able to to pin down Grealish uh, to a long-term deal when it was looking like he was very much out the door. Uh the just the, the astute businesses is is had in the transfer window. He's brought in again, much like Bielsa, players that he needed rather than players that that added a name value. Uh, and yeah, the way they're playing now is totally not and day to the way that they played last season. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll plump with Dean Smith.
0: That's actually a really interesting pick. That's a really interesting pick, and I applaud you for that pick, Mags. That's that's, that's actually quite awesome. Um, I've gone with, um, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's an amazing pick. Um, I mean, I did also give you, give the same kind of considerations to, uh, Bielsa. I gave considerations to, um, uh, Klopp, obviously to Guardiola. I, I gave considerations to, um, to a lot of, and, and Ancelotti was the one that actually came closest Uh, to this next person. I
1: I would have put money on it being Ancelotti.
0: It was was really, really close. Um, But I actually picked somebody um, similar to similar reasons as to why you picked uh, uh, this person uh, or picked your manager. Uh, This is somebody who's actually had to persevere a pretty rocky start to the season. Uh, this is also somebody who's had to actually um, deal with an unprecedented amount of media attention uh, to their club uh, based on um, some recent happenings in and around the club. Um, I'm actually going with uh, someone very, very special. I'm, I'm going with Jose uh, Jose Mourinho, actually, um, uh, because they, he had to deal with um, a lot of fallout uh, from the, the new uh, Tottenham documentary. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, just managing players in a scenario where they're being filmed in, a, in, in, in times where maybe um, it's not maybe the best occasion to film so, uh, a, a team. You're seeing a lot of, um, I don't know what the right word is here, Mags, but maybe intimate is the first word that comes to mind. A lot of intimate moments mm-hmm. uh, and, and a lot of things that you're not normally able to see uh, behind uh, closed doors you know, he's had to kind of deal with that. And then of course they get bashed over the head by Everton to start the season. And the response by Jose Mourinho and uh, his Tottenham team has been outstanding. So whatever he's done to tell them to get back on their high horse, he's certainly done so. Uh, So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't pick uh, the special one, Jose Mourinho uh, to lead this team into the depths of hell.
1: (laughs) It's a great pick. Uh, what he's able been able to do at Tottenham is 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 fantastic. Like I said, he had that really rocky start to the season. Um, it'd be interesting if if to, if you could go back in time and see if Tottenham uh, backing Pochettino in the way that they backed uh, Mourinho would have would have made a difference there. Uh, but yeah, I, I've always liked Mourinho as a manager. I feel that sometimes he gets bored at clubs and and kind of like slackens off after the second or third season. Uh, but yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see what he does this season with Tottenham.
0: Mm-hmm. This does feel different, and you and you really kind of blew my mind with uh, with your pick for manager as well, Mags. That, that, I did not see that coming at all,
1: so, and and you justified it very very well. So um, yeah, good stuff. It's, tough. It, it's it's probably the the Englishman in it me. I, I feel like an affinity for for English players uh yeah it's um I mean I would I would have loved to have been able to pick John Dyke, for example but yeah we've not had the the best of starts but yeah I think this season like, like we've said many times it's been a mental season to watch uh and it, it's good to see young English managers come to the forefront and really kind of like Put their mark down on on, on well, it kind of like makes me um, makes me confident on on the the way that the English game's going. Yeah,
0: no, I, I absolutely agree, man well um it's been a pleasure getting a chance to speak with you yet again uh, mags uh, I'm glad that we had a chance to talk and and, and to pick out our starting elevens our bench our manager um, and uh, we got to even talk about a little bit about um, project uh, big picture and maybe some some other good stuff here so uh, thank you mags of course for uh, uh, as always for for joining me here on on radio Techers. Uh, working more... a working yeah where can more, uh, where can people find more of your great content, Mags?
1: They can find me at Groodet Steven. Wow. I, I, do, I do a podcast called the Free GP podcast where I pretend to be good at playing games. Uh, no, you can find me at DJ Kirby. I'm uh, involved in way too many podcast projects for for one man. It's <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous how many how many irons I have got in the fire. Uh, mm. But yeah, come and uh, give me a follow on Twitter. Come and check me out. Apparently today is my uh, 10 year anniversary on Twitter. That's uh, depressing. Wow!
0: <laughs> Congratulations, Mags. Uh, happy 10 year anniversary. Um let's see here. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at foul underscore original. Uh, where, <laughs> Brilliant. I'm a, where Brilliant. I am where I am a teen heartthrob doing seventies singer songwriting covers of pro wrestling entrance music. Um, and if
1: you go to fouloriginal.com, click on my little bad face. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at uh, TexasGentleman underscore, as noted below, right here at the bottom of the screen. Check us out here. That's Check sad. out. Not that side. Yeah, there you go. Sad, you, you, you pointed at it correctly at one point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter there at the uh, uh, you know the you know the thing right there. That's the Twitter handle. That one. Um, <laughs> uh, while you're here, whether you're listening to us on podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube. Hi, everybody. Uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button uh, wherever you're watching or listening to this show, uh, be it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or, of course, YouTube right here. Yeah, good stuff. And like Mags is showing you, go ahead and uh, give us that thumbs up right there. Click that thumbs up, say that you like this video, leave us a comment, let us know who your favorite starting eleven is so far this season. That would be pretty cool. Tell us who's on your bench. Mm-hmm. Tell us who's your manager. Who is your sporting director? I don't care. Tell us. Uh, I don't care.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> if, tell if, us anyone, <laughs> if anyone picks Ed Woodward, don't subscribe to us, please.
0: <laughs> In fact, unsubscribe no, if, right now. If your pick is Ed Woodward, <laughs> please unsubscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish or Headlock Talk's main feed. Please do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so yes, uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, hello everyone. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish, unless you're picking Ed Woodward as your sporting uh, director. Um, uh, also make sure to hit the bell for all notifications, that way so you can stay in touch with every single video that Shooting the Sports-ish puts out. That's good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, definitely make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, if you are listening to this in podcast form, leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to podcasts. We can be that number one football podcast. Yes. Numero uno. Uh, that's the aim. Yep. That's, that's the aim for sure. Um, Mags, do you have anything else to say to the nice people for, uh, before we head out?
1: Yeah. If you, if you have a minute, uh, it'd be cool if you went and checked out uh, shooting the sports uh, We're, we're uh in the process of, of setting up a website and uh, getting some uh, talented writers together to do articles, opinions. Uh, if you want to get involved, uh, fire uh, the boss to act on it on sports, uh, a DM. uh would be happy to, to To chat with you about what you could uh, help uh, provide for the for the team, so yeah, come and get involved. Like, like we say every week, this is your show. We're just literally the 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 faces. You tell us what you want. You tell us what you like, what you don't like. Get involved. Uh, comment. Um, yeah, we we want your input.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so thank you guys once again for tuning in. Make sure to hit up uh, Tony on Sports uh, if you are interested in writing for Shooting the Sports-ish on the website. Uh, check out the website. You know, and like I said, subscribe to all the stuff. You know, we, we would greatly appreciate any and all support that you could possibly give us. It's always a pleasure for Mags and I uh, to do videos for you, uh, the adoring public. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in. I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me, the hardest working man in podcasting, my good friend and yours, Mags.
1: Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Take care. See you later.